Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We have a special episode for you this week. Uh, we did our live show at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway at Carb Day again, uh, Friday before the race. And it was just such a great experience. It was, it was incredible to see everybody come out. We had some really cool people in the audience, not even on stage. We had uh, Kaylin Stewart was there. She's the youngest woman to go over 200 miles per hour at Vonneville Salt Flats. Uh, we had an Olympic athlete who's a snowboarder there just in the audience. It was it was great. So I want to thank everybody who showed up. I want to thank Honda for letting us use the fan zone. I want to thank our sponsor, Barkeeper's Friend. Also, uh, I want to thank NBC Universal uh, for letting us use the audio. NBC Sports actually broke in live on on their on the TV station during NASCAR America uh, and came on and talked with us while we were doing the podcast. So you'll hear uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the rest of the NASCAR America team uh, on stage with us. So thanks again for letting us use the audio. And one more time, thank you to everybody who came out. It was a great time. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. All right, thanks for coming, everybody. So we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do uh, proper introductions this time. And uh, since I'm the only one with a microphone right now, I'm going to start with myself. The winner of the Park Tudor Elementary School fifth grade talent show in 2002, myself, producer Tim. And now the real reason you're here the 2018 Indianapolis 500 Spectator, James Hinchcliffe, everybody. Get it? Because I wasn't in the race. <laughs> Definitely not too soon. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. And you're welcome. If he's ready. The finisher of 81 of the 85 laps at the Honda Indy Grand Prix, or what, what is it called, the Indy Grand Prix? Indy Grand Prix. 81 of the 85 laps finisher, Alexander Rossi, everybody. Another reason we have to fire Thim. I'm really glad you're here um, in racing capacity this year, Tim. Yeah, you or James. Am I sitting here? Where do I? I go in the middle. Oh, giggity. All right, we got mugs with nothing in them. So if you've ever watched like a talk show or something and wondered, here we go. That's... <laughs> So as someone offers me a beer, uh, if you want to know what's in the cups, here's the answer. Absolutely nothing. It's all a lie. It's all, it's all a fallacy. It's a good thing we don't do video podcasts very often. I think we should. Because we are terrible. Yeah, we're not super organized, guys. I got to tell you. Uh, so who here listens to Off Track or has before? This is our entire audience base. This, hey, that's fine. Apparently 70% of you listen on, on Apple Watch. I was just going to say that. Yeah, we're able to do these uh, like analytics and see how everybody listens to the and show. Also and your and web browser history. It, it's like six percent of you somehow listen to it on an Apple Watch, which I did not know was possible. I don't understand it. We both have Apple Watches and don't know how to do that. We have Apple Watches and a podcast and don't know how to listen to a podcast on an Apple Watch. I don't have Apple Watches because I have Tag Heuer watches because they are be the really greater timepiece. Why is that a boo? Don't That's celebrate like that. Yeah, there's some people cheering. That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, um, so, so Carb Day, guys, welcome. Thank you for coming by. Second greatest day in the month of May, in my personal opinion. What's uh, the first? May 1st? Famous birth? No, God, no, not your birthday. Is his birthday in May? Oh, yeah, I still have that 
Yeah, you guys both uh, skipped dinner. That makes sense. Party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we had nothing going on the next day or that day. Anyway, um, we're happy to be here. How was, so let's just briefly uh, recap Carb Day. Uh, How was your Carb Day I practice? don't think I've ever had a good Carb Day. I, I, I remember I was behind you for a very short time during Carb Day, and you did not. I could see your frown from behind the car. Well, that's no different than my normal face. No, no, trust me. I know your normal <laughs> frown, your normal everyday frown. This was an even worse frown than that. Yeah. Not it's good? fine now. Oh, you fixed yeah, it? Yeah, no, we fixed it. Oh, good. No, we're good. good. We're going to win. Well, but that's, yeah, that's just anyways, adorable, you think um, that. So how was your day? My day started not actually not dissimilar to yours. I was not super happy yeah. at the beginning. But we also made it better. So, oh. like, good work engineers for, like, doing stuff right. That's pretty awesome. It's funny. The month of May, like, we, we have all this practice time, and you come with your start car, and you have this whole test list of things, and the amount of times that we just go back to the start car is pretty often. Yeah, it's I, like that's we've made no good changes over an entire week. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty much the direction that we went yeah. all, all day today. Yeah, was kind of back to how we rolled off the track. Cool. So, y- so, anyways, so, anyways. so three day events. Yeah, let's just do that. Do you remember when we went to Texas and we had ten minutes of practice and then continued to do the race and everything was fine? Remember when you almost? Oh, you did anyway, win. No, I didn't. I almost won. Oh, you almost thanks. won. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, cool. Cool story. <coughs> Um, so I think we have um, some a schedule here that we need to keep to. So we have an ad read, guys. We actually have ads in this show now. How awesome is that? <laughs> so Thank whatever you, guys. you do, de- definitely go out and buy this product. <coughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Alex and I want to tell you about one of our favorite <laughs> favorite products, Barkeeper's Friend. It's just <laughs> all right. It's incredible. It's not just for cleaning kitchens and bathrooms. Did you know that? I. You know what, Alex? I did. <laughs> but it does do those things great, by the way. So what do you use it for, James? What don't I use it for? Barkeeper's friend cleans up my old rusted tools and car parts. Don't forget stainless steel grills. Mine's spotless. You do have like an OCD clean thing, I so do. you genuinely love this stuff. Their motto is once tried, always used, because once you try Barkeeper's friend, I think you can figure out the rest. You'll never want another cleaning product. Oh, is that it? Yeah. No, you guys, you guys nailed that. Yeah, no. yeah we know. Yeah. You have like actual sponsors. How are you? Okay. <laughs> um, well, we we have somebody pretty cool here. So, James, do you want to talk about the the auction that you did with your uh, charity? I do. So, uh, so very recently, I started something with the help of a bunch of people called the Stop and Go Foundation. And the Stop and Go Foundation is raising money to try and get a mobile blood unit from the American Red Cross to follow around all the NTT IndyCar Series races and collect blood from all of our beautiful, beautiful fans like yourselves. Uh, we had our first fundraiser a couple weeks ago. It was very exciting. It was at Flat 12 Beer Works, uh, where they also make some pretty good beer, much better than house beer. There you go. She's drinking a Hinchtown Hammerdown right there. Love it. It's the worst one. That Love they make. it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your name on a beer? No. Shut up. <laughs> Still better than yours, then. So at at that uh, at that event, oh wow! I did wow. like that. Did you hear that? Wow, yeah, that was cool. And I was gonna say at least yeah. I got my face in the floor at Long Beach, but now you have it twice. So uh, neat. That's real neat. It's neat, guys. Super neat. Thanks. Uh, during this uh, 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 charity event, we did a, an auction to have uh, a guest actually come on to the show. So one of the people that was at the auction bid on the opportunity to come on off track with Hinch and Rossi. Why he would be willing to do this for money, I do not know. But ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to put our hands together and welcome Mr. Chris Perkins. 
I like your shirt. Thank you. Really good to see you. This ya. is not my day, man. I was a First, I get royally hosed in the pit stop competition. I mean, first it was like the hanging chad, and now this. When's it going to stop, Alex? Well, here's the thing. I was about to complain about the fact that I wasn't consulted on having an auction winner on a show that has my name on it, but then I saw his shirt, and I'm really excited. He's here, so we need to change your so, hat, though. Yeah, my wife wouldn't wear blue, so I had the Hinch shirt on, so... <laughs> Let me Sorry. what? Let me just let me just clear let me just clear something up real quick, Alex. Uh, before we before we carry on here, you weren't gonna support somebody donating money to a charity to raise money to get a blood mobile to save countless lives. But now that he's wearing a Napa shirt, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to just know where he stands in a moral compass. It's pointed very south. Uh, Chris, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, so, uh, tell me, tell me first of all, uh, why did you feel inclined to a even come to the uh, charity event that we threw, and then why bid on this? Well, I'm, I'm a massive fan to start with. Uh, really, a massive IndyCar fan my entire life. It's my favorite event in the world. And when I heard about it uh, through a friend of mine who's a Canadian. Uh, he said, you're going to want to come because Hinch is going to be there for sure, and we may have some other drivers, but he couldn't commit. And I thought, well, what a great opportunity. So that's why I went. And uh, my wife and I are both in healthcare, and when we heard the meaning of the event, I was like, we got to step up and try and help. So it was an honor, to, to be honest. It was. It was really cool. And these guys were both very gracious, and let me take pictures with them. They're like, hey, that stalker in the blue jacket, uh, keep an eye on him. So, uh, so were you there at the point when Scott started doing karaoke? Uh, I was. Uh, I'm so disappointed I missed that. <laughs> and actually, you left, that was... You just were like, I'm done. I've had my <laughs> mandatory 15 minutes. I'm out of here because I'm Alex Rossi. I was there for an hour. <laughs> I'm here for a mandatory hour, and then you left. I'm Alex Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, guys. That's how we do charity events, all right? Scott and Emma Dixon got up and sang karaoke. I'm pretty sure kind of drunk. Uh, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a blast. Spencer Pickett came up and sang. Becky and I went up and sang. Uh, Dave Calabro, local news guy, came up and sang. Chris, how come you didn't come up and sing, man? That would have been a low moment for the, <laughs> for the event, so that's why. I've once sang on a stage, and I will never do that again. All right, so Chris, how long have you been coming to the race? How many years? Uh, my first race was 1975. Uh, the first year I watched the race or listened to it was 1969 and Mario won. And so, there you go. 50 yeah. years later, here we are. 50 years. I was six months old. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so. so you've got very vivid memories <laughs> very of Mario's vivid memory, win. Very, very yeah. vivid memory. But, uh, but, I mean, anybody who grows up around here, I mean, you cut school in high school. I mean, this has been... Yeah, this is this is our life, you know. It really is. And yeah. and I, I was in the military, and and when I lived in Spain, I would tell people where I was from. They go, oh, Indianapolis, and they'd be like, oh, you know. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah. They knew the know? driving. Right, and that yeah. was all they knew of it. But that's enough because it's the biggest event in the world. Absolutely. Is there anybody here skipping school right now? By round of applause. <laughs> we got oh, a couple. We got, we got all a right, couple we got back a couple. There. All right. Dedicated. I'm proud of you. You got a bright future. Dedicated. We like it. Oh, we got some little ones. Here. I think Colton Hurd is skipping school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, who do you think is going to win on Sunday? Well, I, I'm actually in a pool, and I bet on you. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate it. But that. I can only did take. That, I can, hold on. I can. Okay. I can only take a driver once during the year, and so uh, I felt pretty good about it. I appreciate it. it. Thank you, sir. So, um, but anyway, uh, I got to tell you, lifelong 
fan, and I did the um, the two-seater, and what I thought about as I went around the track, I thought about how many guys drove here, like Bill Vukovic, who never went as fast as I did, because we were doing, whatever, 180 miles an hour, and they never averaged that, when he, and he's one of the greatest drivers ever to drive here, and I thought, what an honor to be, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm so very, this, I'm this very whole thing is almost surreal. So I'm very curious, and hopefully you can explain to those that haven't done a two-seater, what was the biggest takeaway from someone who, I assume you hadn't raced before. I have not. Right, so you hadn't raced before, you got in a two-seater, what was your wow moment? So when, when the, we got up to speed, I thought, my God, I can't imagine the first lap of the race with the car buffeting around because it's, it was already terrifying. And we were in a controlled, you know, 180 miles an hour, and that was controlled. But I thought, I can't imagine the turbulence and, and how friggin' terrifying <laughs> that must be. And that's what I, I took away. And really, you're looking at the wall when you go around the corner like, Jesus, and, and my, your heart is palpating, and, and you're also claustrophobic. And I'm not a big guy, but I got in the car. I was like, man, I am. You know, it was hard to breathe, and I had to lift the, the – and they go, you got to put that down. I'm like, dude, yeah, i gotta, you, I got to breathe a little bit. You don't want a 180-mile-an-hour breeze coming no, in your no, visor. No, That's no, not no, great. No, but, but, but I was steaming up because it's so, you know I, – I, so It takes anyway, your breath away. It does. It takes your breath away. Yeah. And, and that's, just, that's just sitting in the backseat. So yeah. imagine what it's like for Alex when he's running up front here. It must be nice. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, as a, as a – don't touch me, Tim. As a <laughs> – uh, as a thank you for, for coming on and for donating, we'd like to give you this signed Off Track with Hinch and Rossi live show poster. Thank you. We have a signed thank mug. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and actually, guys, keep the round of applause going because uh, both Chris and his wife are in healthcare, helping people every day. They donated money to help more. Very wonderful of you to come on. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. What an honor, you guys. Really thank appreciate you. it, guys. So Chris much. Perkins, everybody. Bye. Keep it going. Thanks, man. And I'll get that stuff for you later if you want. Thank you. Yeah, uh, who wants a no thim sticker? Here you go. Your hand went up first. Anytime he starts talking, throw it at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a noise. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so I wanna, oh. uh, yeah, sorry, I want to quickly thank I, Derek from Toronto Motorsports for making the anti thim stickers <laughs> and the posters and, you know, Roger Work for the drugs. I don't think we have enough of these. Oh, we also have, oh, we got some that are the, look, these are cool. We'll give some of these out too. I feel like Ellen, you get one and you get one. She's the new Oprah. Except I think. way less successful. Oh my God, way less money. So way much less cool. Less way less base. enjoyable. Yeah, we just have less. Way less polite. We are? You know. are. Yeah. That's really offensive. But if it's true, <coughs> I mean. All right, anyway, so. <laughs> we have uh, more we have, guests. Is, is our guest here? Yes. Yes, yes. our All guest right, is so, here, but. So, stop. Wait a minute. Fill my <laughs> cup. But no, okay. All right. So this is, this is really cool for me to be able to, to talk to this guy. Because um, our history kind of goes back uh, a long time. I raced against his father, which really pains me to say because like what? I'm not that old. You're not that old. I know, but I raced against his dad and Skip Barber. I mean, I'm old. Yeah, we know. Um, raced against him and Skip Barber in 2004 and five when I was just transitioning to, to race cars. And became kind of friends with him. His son was like a, a baby like a, <laughs> a, at this point. I ended up uh, going to, to help him in some go-kart stuff. He then became super successful, and we're now racing against him in IndyCar. Um, so I guess without further ado, uh, we were supposed to get Fernando Alonso. I mean, him and my, my dad, but my dad and, uh, or I'm really tight with his dad, but Anyways, Kyle Kaiser beat him here by a couple thousandths of a second. So, Kyle Kaiser, 
How you doing? How's it going, guys? So give him that one. Uh, well, give him that one. Here, here, we'll show this one. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, Why guys. Why don't we have enough mics, Thim? Because somebody screwed up. Here, Thim, there. Somebody throw that behind you. There you go. Is this the famous Thim? Yeah, well, this is uh, him. Thim. This is, you know what I mean. Um, all right, we're just going to jump straight into, like, we're going to get into all the other stuff, too, but nobody cares about that yet. Everybody wants to hear, tell us about that run from your perspective. You're the last car out. You're going for the last spot in the show. What's going through your head? Yeah, it was pretty nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. I was feeling a little nervous probably an hour before, and so I decided to just go sit out by the pit lane because I was feeling a little nervous. So I went out there, and I took my helmet, and I said, I'm just going to sit here until I feel comfortable with everything going down right here. And I did. I, I chilled out. And it was actually a pretty cool experience to just understand. I mean, we, we all know it's that you can only do the best you can, and if, you, if it's not enough, it's not enough. So I went out, and I just held it flat, turned left. The team gave me a good enough car to do it, so it, it was just, yeah, it was an unbelievable moment. I think the way it was scripted, us going last just played into it to make it more dramatic, but it was unreal. Were you aware of the time you had to beat when you went out? Yeah, but yeah, I knew I knew it had to be a two twenty seven three or higher. Right. And I was doing the averages in my head every yeah. lap because I don't get the like it doesn't do the average for me. So I'm like, okay, two twenty seven seven. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. pretty good first lap. Two twenty seven four. I'm like, okay, that's getting close. One. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. I remember uh, James is telling me that you were doing the same thing when you were going for pole, right? In sixteen, like you were doing the math in your head. Yeah. You're very smart. Yeah. No, it's tough to do like multiplication and division at two hundred and thirty miles an hour, but. I crossed line, not, not dissimilar to you, it was like fractions. I'm like, I think that was enough. And then the microphone just keyed up, and I think I had the exact same reaction, just noise, just screaming and cheering. You're like, okay, yeah. I guess that's a yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I definitely didn't do the math after the last lap because I came on like probably sounding like a little whiny baby. I'm like, did we do it? Are we in the show? Did we do it? Like, I didn't know what to expect. But when I heard the screaming, I'm like, that is a good scream. I can identify that. Have you watched it back? Have you watched the broadcast back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many, <laughs> many, many times. There's been lots of tweets and stuff, but I, I keep watching it, and I, it, it makes me almost tear up every time because it was just such an emotional moment. Okay, so now, now we've heard the story from the man himself. Um, well, actually, one more question. Do you have any trips to Spain planned anytime soon? Because like, no. I'm going to highly recommend you don't go. It's funny you mention that because my girlfriend wants to go there so bad. Well, wanted to she go there. She can go. That's fine. No, her sister's studying abroad there right now, and we were Perfect. planning She's a trip. We were planning to stay a trip with. there. Just stay home. We were planning a trip there, but I am probably not going anymore. You will not make it through customs, I promise you. Okay, so, Kyle, how did it all start? What got you into racing? Uh, probably similar to you guys. Six years old. My dad was racing against you. I mean, Told you brought you that it up. wasn't a lie. It's not a lie. No, that, and actually, those are my earliest memories of racing was watching him race against my dad. So, to do it, huh? And I still wanted to do it. I mean, he was kicking my dad's butt, and I'm like, I want to kick my dad's butt, too. So, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But, um, no, in all seriousness, it was making trips. My home track was Laguna Seca, so making trips out there with my dad and standing at the top of the corkscrew and watching him go around, and he decided to get me a go-kart, and we went out to the go-kart track, and it was kind of our father-son bonding weekend warrior kind of deal. And then we started to say, hey, I kind of want to win now, so let's you know, amp this up and go in more often. Starting to invest in the good engines and the good the good mechanics, and I think I bought some of your stuff off of yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then it, it started getting real as I got older. And uh, after at 12, I won a Duffy at a national championship, and I'm like, all right, let's try Skip Barber out at 13. And from there, it just you know climbing the ladder. So you mentioned the ladder. Um, you kind of came through the road to Indy and, and that whole process. Now that you're in IndyCar, what was like the biggest thing that you had to adapt to? What what caught you off guard the most? Um, 
being being IndyCar driver now. Yeah, I, I think the tire grip is higher than I've ever driven before, and I think the braking pressure that you have to get in this car is nothing like I've ever driven, Never having never driven carbon brakes. I think I'm still learning that and adapting to it. I've only done five races up to this point, and you know it, it's extremely challenging. I, I respect the hell out of you guys because it does take time to really get that speed out of the car, and it, it's so much fun to drive, though. So, uh, so you're now this. This is your second 500. Yeah. Yep. Second 500, um, and you guys had this crazy story coming in here, where you lost your sponsor right before the kind of month started. Tell us. Tell us about that. Oh man, I mean, it goes before losing the sponsor. To be honest, I got a call four days before we lost our sponsor when we thought we had. Well, we didn't even know if we had a sponsor that I wasn't going to be in the race. They said, nope, we, we so don't. Y- so you'd been planning since, as of, okay, let's back it up a step. As of when were you doing the race with Young? It was never 100%. I mean, everybody okay. assumed it was because okay. they, like, we kind of had to like get the car ready, and they were doing the preparations expecting to be in the race, right? and I was expecting to be the guy, and but the money wasn't there yet. So we, we Four days before, you got a call said, saying, no, done. nope, not going to happen. And I said, okay. So I was just bracing for my month without May. I was calling people trying to get on radio, trying to do two-seater, just something right and then two days after that they said never mind a sponsor's come through i'm like awesome isn't racing neat guys it's a really fun stable emotionally supportive not stressful thing at all so two days yeah two days later never mind you're gonna do the race awesome okay so i'm getting amped i'm ready to go and i show up and then the car's blank and they said oops (laughs) that didn't work out so wait they backed out again yes again and wow. but we we, we okay. had been we had been kind of crowdfunding some money and I had been right. like when I co- was told I wasn't going to do it we did like last ditch effort call everyone get whatever we can and we rounded up enough to keep the show rolling so we were okay. literally just going on a on a very tight budget so you were going on a shoestring and then the last thing you want to have happen <laughs> sorry to bring this up but yeah. you're in the race now so it doesn't matter yeah exactly you have a you have an incident on Fast Friday yes yeah okay so. Was there ever a conversation that like okay this is this is the end of our road? That was the first conversation right. I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> so we yes. didn't get out and say let's do it again. No. Right. No, the first thing was yeah, like can we even do this? Is this possible? And I I don't think we could have done it had it not been for some of the support around the paddock, lending us yeah. parts, just making that possible. You know, I I am forever in debt to everybody that contributed, my team for working so hard, getting a car that was not expected to be brought over here turned around to get us in practice at 8 a.m. the next morning. Unbelievable what those guys did. And then walk me through the decision. So you're, you're putting the car together last minute. Um, we all know how sensitive the Speedway cars are to the, the smallest little changes. And you guys decide not to do the final practice that you get on Sunday morning. That, that played into what happened to us on Saturday because we did our first run and the car's setup wasn't really how it should have been. I mean, we ran okay. in the practice that morning and the car was not right. I think we missed the setup in some areas. And you know how the cars kind of move sure. first time putting them together. So certain mechanical bits of the car were not right. And I, that first run, I was on edge. It felt like I was ready to hit the wall. So I didn't have the most confidence in the car. So we took those other two runs to try and just get the balance right. But it was overheating. We could not get the car to cool down for whatever reason. So the next day, we said we shouldn't go out in the morning because if we we're having trouble getting the car down to temp, we don't want to risk heating it up. But that's really the main decision. And it gave us more time to sand the car down. Well, man, I I have to say, I think the entire paddock was incredibly impressed. We're all very proud of you and the team. Ricardo Juncos for staying with it, and um, thank you for coming. Just one real quick, though, uh, after you made it, you know, the David and Goliath story, you bumped a two-time world champion out of the the race. Uh, 
a bunch of people started calling. Your phone started ringing and some sponsors have stepped up. So why don't you plug the, the people that are coming on board for the race? Yeah, are you man. allowed to do that yet? Have we announced this yet? Uh, yeah, no, they pretty much all of them have been announced. And it seems like there's still deals going on. I'm honestly going to have to cheat because there are so many sponsors that we've gotten on board. Yeah, well, so while you're looking that up, we're, yeah, I got actually, it right guys, here. we're live on NASCAR America right here. So. Hinch has already set it up on their podcast. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Doing good. Just about to give my sponsors a shout-out, so this is good timing. Oh, it is good timing <laughs> for you, isn't it? Congratulations on being the great story of the Indy 500. And what was the joke to, to introduce him to the podcast, by the way, Alex? Well, we had Fernando Alonso slated, uh, but Kyle beat him by a couple thousandths of a second here. So. <laughs> ah, that's very good. All right, so give me a theme of the podcast. I know Tim Durham, the great producer of the podcast over here, writes all your bits, right? First of all, never say great and Tim Durham. Sorry. Oh, my, my apologies. He paid me money. I'm sure he did. Um, but no, that's not what we do. In fact, this is how we operate here. Uh, no, th <laughs> His name's Thims, no Thim. But no, the theme of the show was supposed to be Dale Jr., but he was too busy working for you guys. He couldn't come hang out with us. So. Oh, Junior, you're supposed to be here on the podcast. Hinch is very upset. We miss you, buddy. We were going to compare beard grooming tips and like we're going to have a whole <laughs> thing. It was going to be great. Man, is there anything uh, that actually gets accomplished on the show, Alex? Absolutely not. I mean, the fact that we have that we have a um, sponsor for this, Barkeeper's Friend, is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm very surprised and very grateful, so thank you to them. It's the most publicity they're ever going to get for sponsoring your podcast right there. But, but Danica showing up later? We're trying to get Danica to swing by. Uh, it's still TBD. You know, it's, we're not sure. She's busy. She's working. Again, you guys taking off the guests. It's tough. We've absolutely ransacked your uh, your podcast. I apologize. It's fine. It's fine. We'll forgive you this time. You're the one who said, let's do it. This is a great idea. Yeah, I, I, have a, I say that a lot. It's rarely right. So we have lesson learned. All right, let's have fun. Let's get them back to their podcast, guys, so Kyle can talk about his great sponsors who have come on board after this young man made the Indy 500. Congratulations. I know you had a lot of fun, and congratulations on beating, uh, beating by Fernando by, what was it? couple thousands of a second as you guys said one thousandth of a second and i'll take every thousandth of it there you go all right they're having fun on the podcast we officially interrupted a podcast all right coming up a lot more man look at that crowd this is on friday hey guys, day. guys i gotta go yeah all right, so let's go through those sponsors real quick. Who we got? Yeah, so we got Campus River, who's an Argentinian soccer team. They just came on board, announced them today. Love it. 250 OK. They're a uh, marketing ESP provider. They, they're a title sponsor for the event. GMR, NFP, those guys are doing a joint sponsorship, and they were with us. NFP was with us for the race last year. Uh, Next Tech, they've pitched in some money. And then Haggerty, they've come on as a bigger sponsor. We got Hubble Racing, The Mug. Indiana Spine Group, you have Cluster Truck, Mocket, EBK, Office Pride, truck? and then my dentist, Lockhart Dude. Dentistry. First of all, he's, he's furious that you have Cluster Truck because I think he's customer number one. You wouldn't know because you live too far out of town. And Connor's customer number one. We all know that. Because Connor doesn't own a plate. Nor would he know how to cook anything to put on it, so it's fine. But I have a question for you. How much would it cost off track with Hinch and Rossi to get this sticker put on the car? I'd have to consult my race team owner and my COO of Funkos. I'll, I'll see if I can get it on. It, I might. Huh. You're a bad negotiator. I'm, I, you started at 100 and go down to 750 No wonder we don't have any I was sponsors. just going to sneak it on for free. Yeah. I, you guys, yeah, cool. I was just going to try and sneak it on somewhere. Yeah. Maybe like on the bottom of the car, just yeah. plop it on. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. All right. Cool. How about I? 
I love it. I love the stickers. All right. Well, um, I already said goodbye to Kyle, so goodbye again. Kyle, thank you for coming. We're very proud. I'll give you your mic back. Kyle Kaiser, starting shotgun on the field. So we had our last row party last night, which is something uh, that's... Been, been there. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. yeah. So you know what it's like. We got to do that together. But we, we, we realized a flaw in the whole last row party. Okay. Uh, in the last row party, you, get, you actually get prize money for qualifying the last row, which is pretty neat. You get 31, 32, and 33 cents. <laughs> they give you a check and everything. They give you a big fake one, but they also literally give you a real check for 32 cents in my case. But here's what I don't understand. I outqualified Kyle, and he gets a penny more than me. And Sage outqualified me, but I get a penny more than him. It's like uh, that um, parachute money. You know, oh. because he had a less successful day, right. they want to help him get back. It's right. a rebuilding It's check. communism. <laughs> I was referring to more like Champions League soccer. but Oh, anyways. that too. Or it's like, um, it's like getting first draft. So, so I football. invested my 32 cents. Um, I now have like 26 cents after fees and... Right. All of that, the so not great. To do. Yeah, it's not going well. Not going well. Yeah. I was gonna buy some five cent candies with it. I think. Where do you get those? I don't know. They had them when I was a kid, but that was a long time ago. Like black and white TV, long time ago. Oh, long. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not Hunter Ray old. Come on now. It's fair. All right. Oh, we got another ad read, guys. Woo! And now a word from our sponsor. There you go. Someone's got to take that one. He just will not stop. All right, <laughs> guys, we're back. We're back to tell you more about Barkeeper's Friend. Alex and I are both happy to have made Indianapolis our home, which is why we're thrilled to support a product made right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, it's my turn. No, you're up. Not only is Barkeeper's Friend an incredible product, it's also chlorine-free, VOC-free, and made with recycled materials. Plus, plus, there's more, guys. With their micro-scrubbing particles... Barkeeper's friend won't damage what you're cleaning. So when you're done, your tools are really good as new. So as someone who's a bit of a neat freak. A bit? Fair. As someone that was pretty who, well delivered, though, right? As someone who's an obsessive neat, neat freak, even, <clears throat> I swear by the stuff, I use it almost every room of the house, whether it's the kitchen or the gym. Why would you have to clean your gym? You never use it. Uh, don't, forget, don't forget the garage. This might not come as a surprise to you all, but Alex and I are kind of into cars. And we know you need the best tools to keep your cars, or in some cases, go-karts, working their best. And nothing does a job better at keeping those tools clean than Barkeeper's Friend. Absolutely. Barkeeper's Friend, once tried, always new. There you guys go. You guys are great. This is a great audience. It's a great audience. It's unfortunate Thim had to be here. All right, so uh, you guys have all listened to the show before, right? So... We had, a, we had something that we used to do uh, called Battle Royale. We haven't really done it in a while, but we figured since we're back at the live show, we're going we're gonna to do another Battle Royale, but we want a little help with that. So, uh, Alex, do you want to introduce our next guest? Uh, I do. Um, this person has become a, a, a good friend of mine. He was, I think, every skate and snowboard, young skate and snowboarder's idol um, when they were starting out. Uh, Dingo, Luke Trembath. Thanks for being here, bro. Hey, yo! Big round of applause. Bigger than that. Keep clapping. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, team. Thank you, fans. You guys having a good day out here? Man, you guys are funny. Uh, that's not true. You're funny. Uh, 
Thank you. No, you're that's good. sweet of you to say. Yeah, no, as somebody that speaks on a radio show a lot, I I, I think I know when people are funny. And well, you're yeah, funny. it's it's funny you mention that because you kind of are a little bit of a jack of all trades. You're yeah. an athlete, an ambassador for Monster Radio Show, TV show. Tell us a little bit about it all. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not great at everything. I'm just okay at a lot of things. That's how I get through life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was never the best at anything. Like. I like you guys. Uh, snowboarding was my uh, how I got started, uh, and coming from Australia, it was it was difficult. But I, I had a talent like you guys would have, and I, I I got put on a snowboard. Well, skis when I was three, snowboard when I was six. Six. I was junior national champion by the time I was eleven. By the time I was fourteen, I was junior world champion and living in America and dedicated my entire life to snowboarding. I just happened to be uh, the same age in the same realm as uh, Sean White and Danny Cass and, and some pretty big names that it was uh, by, uh, by 19 it was time to uh, hang it up and <laughs> pick up the media boots because competing against Sean White was never, never fun. I never beat him, actually. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like how we feel about Scott Dixon. It's, you know, he's just... Except he's older than us and still more successful. Also that. Also that, yeah. So I got... His car is also right back there. Of course. Of course it is. Why not? Because, of course, he's just everywhere. Um, is it like, do you find, do you, do you find like, is a bit of a disadvantage, uh, like getting involved in a snow sport when you grew up in Australia? It was a bit of a disadvantage. That's uh, it's I, a little bit harder to I, find like, you know, the good, good snow, I think in Australia. I had to move, I moved here full time at 14, so I'm 33 now and it was, yeah, it was a big move. I had to like, I had to really dedicate to a life of snowboarding and what I wanted to do and leave my family and friends and it was, it was hard, but I, I, I probably wouldn't have had it any other way, like. I, instead of going to school, I got to snowboard, and 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 then from That's that, pretty neat, right? And yeah. Then from that, I like we started a clothing company called Grenade, and then we had a TV show about that with my best friend Danny Cass for seven years on. It was called The Adventures of Danny and Dingo on Fuel TV, and that like kind of led me into media. And I don't know, I just kind of learned to say yes to everything, <laughs> and and that kind of led me to like you know being on radio and doing what I do with Monster and and how I got led to Alex with. Find Your Grind, the foundation. You know, we have a foundation that helps kids find career paths at jobs of the 21st century. And Alex has been an ambassador now for a, n nearly two years. So it's You cool. see, I do do nice things. <laughs> Once in a while. Let's not carried away. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned racing briefly. Uh, how did you get involved in that, man? Like, that's very different from throwing yourself off a mountain and doing tricks. Like... For uh, monster, for, for monster, yeah. Yeah, well, like, how did you become I, like the NASCAR monster guy? I, I got to wave the green flag at the All Star race two weeks ago, which is kind of weird. But um, I, I don't know. I think it's just I, I, I think it's my personality. I think I think I was able to, again, like not know much about something when Monster took over the title sponsor for NASCAR. Everyone at Monster was kind of afraid of it, and for me, I come from small town Australia too. I put my hand up and was like, it's it's a big job, but. It was 30, it's 36 weeks, and you're there for like four days. And I was like, I want to be a part of it, and I, I always try new things. I'm never scared to, A, fail, or never scared to go and meet new people and put myself in situations that I wouldn't normally do. And, and NASCAR's been a great experience for me. So speaking of new situations, you've never been to an Indianapolis 500 before, which first, we won't hold against you. First Indy 500. You're here. But, but, but the first race... I have went to it, Alex. Yeah. He, w he won the Long Beach two That's years good. ago. That's and then good he won sign. again this year. It's a good sign. So uh, we'll win this year. It's a good sign. Yeah, this, yeah this it's one. a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Sorry. Again. Yeah. yeah anyways. Um, so 
what are you what are you like ex looking forward to? I mean, you know about this race, you know about the legacy of the race, you know about all the chaos that goes along with it. What's the one thing where where you're like pumped to to kind of check it out? I think it is the culture that it's been around so long, right? This is probably one of the most famous races in the world. And I think to be able to come to this track and 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 be here with you guys is a huge honor and I think just indulging in it, you know, being able to be here Friday, Saturday, Sunday and take part in everything is what I'm really looking forward to. Okay, two-part question. First off, please explain, and please, I guess the first one's more of a statement, kind of a question. I really hope that the nickname Dingo is more creative than just because you're from Australia. Is there a cool story to it, or is it just because you were the Australian guy? No, there's a cool story. Yes! Yeah, All right, no, let's a hear good it. Story. So I was 14, I'd been living, it was the first year I was living in, I lived in Steamboat Springs for one year, and then I was in Mammoth, and we were in Mammoth, uh, and one night, and they, everyone was calling me everything. Dingo, wallaby, platypus. <laughs> kangaroo. Wombat, kangaroo. And Dingo kind of stuck. And, and I had started calling, like people started calling me Dingo. The first full page spread I ever had in Snowboarder Magazine, it just said the Dingo. There you go. From then on out, it was that the Dingo. That was it. Yeah. Stuck. All right, part two. Are you ready for Battle Royale? I am. That's what All I right. came here for. This is what he came here for. Normally, I was really hoping that was going to lead to like a huge round of applause from the audience. <laughs> I... Uh, it's because we're not funny. We need one of those like clapper things yeah, to make people clap. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, also, we haven't done it in a while, so maybe people are like, "Yeah, no, we we're happy that you." <laughs> we're like, Battle Royale's back. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, you go. All right. So, uh, ding of the rules for this. Uh, I give you guys a, a group of people, a category of people, and you have to decide if there was a physical fight with all of these people, who would the winner be? So uh, today, your guys' topic, and we're gonna let the audience decide who wins here is current NASCAR Cup drivers. <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is a good one. Um, this is a tough one. Is it going to be? Okay, nobody yell anything. Cause don't, I don't want you to give Alex any help. Just whisper it. So I, hate I don't need help. I'm really good at this game. <laughs> See, anybody who laughed actually listens to the show and knows that he's terrible at this game. Terrible at this game. I feel like you're going to pick Chase Elliott because it's the only one you know. I just Googled NASCAR Cup drivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so you spend more time with NASCAR drivers yeah. than we do, so we're going to put you on the spot and make you start. Okay. Who do you think would win in an all-out battle and why? you got to defend your answer. Like which driver? Which driver? If there was a battle. Yeah. Not on track, like a battle to the death. Like battle to the death? Yes. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Kyle Busch. Really? He's sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> He also like I don't, he's. A I've heard what he. I've heard. I've heard him and his brother how they talk to each other. Yeah, it's not very nice. But that's sibling. That's sibling <laughs> stuff, man. I feel like. I feel like you know. I feel like if somebody actually got a good hit out off him, like on him, he'd right. kind of be like, yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely the edgiest guy that I've been around. I don't know. So here's here's my sleeper. Here's my sleep. I'm just gonna let you buy as much time as possible to think of something. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Clint Boyer. <laughs> And I'm going to go with Clint Boyer because he seems like kind of rough. He doesn't take anything from anyone. And he's old enough to, like, be from that old school. Like, no, this is how we solved problems back in my day. I could kick Kyle's butt. I could kick Larson's butt. I could kick Chase Elliott's butt, all these kids. I think Clint Boyer would get it done, man. I don't know who that is. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> um, You're not really into racing, are you? I'm going to go with uh, Paul Menard. And the reason for that is... Okay, okay. Racing? What? <laughs> well, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's hear why. Let's hear why. He is racing, right? Yeah. 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 Like, does he drive for Penske? Nah, no? not anymore. No, I don't no. Wood Brothers. Yeah, I don't think he oh. drives. You know. What's the difference? Can we just disqualify no, him and just have it between? Stop. Oh, why? Okay. Right. All right. Why Paul Menard? Because he has a like a badass beard and looks like a lumberjack. So I just feel like I feel like that comes with some sort of clout that you need to have. Like Tim can't this grow. Tim can't grow a beard. And he <laughs> is the biggest pushover. That's ever. true. I am a pushover. Right. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with my facial hair, but um, I just want to point out you 100% did just Google this and look at the toughest photo again, didn't you? No. That's usually your go to. No, move. no, I didn't just Google it. I Googled it like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my other topic, I was going to, I was assuming someone, so I'm going to change my answer. I was assuming someone was going to choose Kyle, yeah. so then I'm going to be. Kurt, because Kurt gets beat by his brother a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, he's probably has a lot of pent up frustration. No, Kurt's and changed, anger. man. Look, Kurt, two, Kurt, two thousand four. Yeah, I'd have given you that. But he's been to anger management classes. He's a nice. He's got got a I, lovely wife now. He, he has changed a he's lot. A, he's an he's awesome very, guy. He's a very, super nice dude. He's very genuine and nice. Yeah, now, he yeah. used to be like kind of a jerk, and now he's not. So I didn't win. Well, let's ask the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, by round of applause, who wants to go with Dingo's answer of Kyle Busch? <laughs> wow, man. I might get second. Who, wa <laughs> who wants to go with Alex's answer of Kurt Busch slash Paul Menard or whatever? Who thinks Clint Boyer would win this fight? I think uh, Dingo won that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, yeah. So there it is. Uh, Alex continues his incredible streak of being absolutely terrible at Battle Royale. Thank we you very much. We continue another streak of a very successful audience here in the live track of uh, Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. And we're going to let you beautiful people go after our third and final ad read. Because <laughs> I think it's been your favorite part of the show so far. And now, a final word from our sponsor. Barkeeper's Friend has been around since 1882. That's almost as long as James. That's because of one simple reason, it works. 1882? Wow! We use it to keep our grills and old tools clean, but there's no limit to what you can use it for. You can even wash out Thim's mouth when he's speaking poorly. Get some for yourself and try it out. And don't just keep the results to yourself. Let us see what you use it on. Tag Ask Off Track and Barkeeper's Friend on Twitter and Instagram with some before and after photos so that we can see it. All right, guys, let's do this way better than last time with James. Bar's Keeper's Friend, once tried. Always used. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much Appreciate for coming out. Enjoy the rest of your carb day and have a great race day. Be safe. Have fun. Thank you, Dingo. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Not, not Tim. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.